It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 3-1 to of the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas 31-17-6. 68 points on the year. Next in action Monday, 1 o'clock against the San Jose Sharks up in San Jose. To help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bringing the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, you, Dan, you look at this game, obviously in the first period, the Golden Knights had a, a number of great opportunities, not just to, to open the scoring, but to extend the lead early, and, and they're just unable to finish. Does it feel like this game you're, you're going to kind of lament some of those missed chances throughout the 60 minutes? Yeah, no doubt about it, Ryan, especially when you think about how the Knights have been producing. You know, They, they scored three goals in a loss against Minnesota. You know, You figure that they're good for... Three goals a game. That has yeah. been kind of the trend. I mean, they, yeah, only scored two in Detroit, I suppose. But by and large, they've been scoring three goals on average to be held to one. And, again, no disrespect to Spencer Martin, but they only scored one goal against Spencer Martin. I, I think most people in the arena today had never heard of Spencer Martin mm-hmm. until they announced his name. And credit to him, but also credit to the group playing in front of him. We think about the Hurricanes as you know, pressure team, but their man-on-man defense in their own zone perhaps is something to be talked about more. Yeah, they've got the high octane, as Bruce Cassidy talked about. Yeah, they're going to join in, activate in the offensive zone, but, boy, the uh, the speed in the defensive zone, that man-to-man, and helping defend Spencer Martin's crease was notable. There were chances there, Ryan, but it seemed like the Knights just couldn't get to those loose pucks. They couldn't get to the rebounds. There were chances, as you said, Mm -hmm. but the group playing in front of Spencer Martin made it an easier time. It's not as though Martin had... I mean, he was good, don't get me wrong, but it's not as though he was making all sorts of highlight reel saves and he was the guy who won the game for the Hurricanes. I mean, there were several times where he was outside of the crease and the Knights just could not get control of the puck to put the puck toward what was a vacated net. And that's credit to the group playing in front of Spencer Martin. Yeah, and kind of to your point, right, there was a great opportunity on the power play. First power play, Nick Waugh, great pass to Ivan Barbashev. He's in the mm-hmm. slot, and it's Brady yep. Shea, right? He, he yep. lays out, he makes the block, and, and those are kind of the the, the plays that, that differentiate winning and losing. But I want to stop on Ivan Barbashev for a moment. Obviously, he gets a point in this game, another assist. He's been phenomenal since, really, since Nick Waz has kind of jumped up to play alongside Barbashev and Marcia. So, and then obviously the physicality, trying to get his team going in a different direction. Um, just kind of this stretch for Barbashev and, and how important a player he's been for Vegas. Yeah, there are so many elements to what Barbashev brings. We've talked about him as somewhat of a unicorn in that he has the production offensively, but the physicality and the toughness of a guy who might often play lower in the lineup. But, you know, he's been with Barbashev, excuse me, Barbashev has been with Marcia so for, you know, most of his time with the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Jack Eichel, of course, was the centerman for those guys during the, the playoff run. And in Jack's absence, you know, how would you find the guy to go in that spot and continue producing? And that's been Nick Waugh. So I think Nick has excelled there for, you know, his own success, credit to him. But I think that Ivan Barbashev has uh, had a big hand in that. You know, we, they keep pointing to Jonathan Marcheseau because he's doing most of the goal scoring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this recent stretch, Barbashev has four goals. Wah has three goals. Yes, Marcheseau now has 11 in this stretch of those three guys playing together. But uh, it seems to me that when you have Ivan Barbashev on a line, 
opposing teams have to keep track of him because he can score, he can pass, he can hit. He draws attention whether he is on the rush, whether he's grinding away and deep in the zone. There's really nothing that Barbashev isn't doing, especially on the off- uh, offensive side of things right now. And whenever he's on the ice, opponents have to keep track, which is why Marcheseau is getting some great opportunities, whether they're from in close or further away, because you've got two bigger guys in Barbashev and Wah who are helping him out. And to their credit, it, they have been the most dangerous line for the Golden Knights, certainly since Nick Wah has bumped up to play with Barbashev and Marcheseau. But it doesn't really feel like you're going to get much traction, or it, it hasn't felt that way with some of the other lines for the Golden Knights. How does Bruce Cassidy kind of get a little bit more, maybe out of Mark Stone, out of William Carlson, or those lines in particular? Uh, just Because right now it just doesn't feel like you're going to get enough of that ancillary scoring. Yeah, you know, Paul Cotter missed last game, but mm-hmm. you thought about Paul getting to play up with Stevenson and Stone. And yeah, Cotter had, you know, four points in four games, nothing here today. Um, but, you know, Brett Howden, who has been, you know, in a lower lineup position, whether it was a fourth-line winger or center. You know, Brett had his most productive moments playing on the wing with Stevenson and Stone in the playoffs last year. But, uh, you know, and he had a couple of good looks today. He just doesn't have the finish. He has no points in his last nine. And, um, you know, while Stevenson had four points in the last three and Stone had three points in the last three, Clearly, they didn't produce today. I'm not sure that they had a whole heck of a lot of chances. But, you know, Howden had five points in five games against Carolina. So that made sense today. You know, Carlson had no points today, no points in the last game after one goal and one assist in the first couple of games back. So there are only so many options. You want to have the offensive weapons. That's why Brendan Brisson was here. But knowing what Carolina does, knowing about the depth part of the lineup, you need that fourth line. That's why Fraze was called up. Ron Bjerg and Kolasar, those guys actually had a couple of chances today, too. So um, it's not as though the the whole lineup failed to generate opportunities. They just did not have the finish today. So when you look at the next couple of weeks for the Golden Knights, obviously it's going to be more condensed. You've got more games. It should provide an opportunity to get into some type of rhythm for the Golden Knights, which I, I make the argument when you look at it, three games, in 20 days it's hard to really find traction with your game and that's been a tough stretch for vegas yeah i think you're right on the rhythm is the word that had come to my mind as well ryan and Mm. look at the edmonton oilers you know they had that incredible run what happens they have the break come out of the break and they lose now they're still playing very well and they won in overtime today they are playing great but as bruce cassidy told us when you're going hot you want to keep on playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then when you have this kind of start and stop schedule, you just aren't quite clicking. You, you want to keep on playing when things are going well. Knight said that win against Edmonton. What happens two days later, they beat Arizona. But then they don't play for four days. <laughs> and then they lose to Minnesota. Then they don't play for five days. They lose against Carolina. Well, they're going to play Monday and Tuesday, then Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, and on and on and on and on. So I mean, not that you want to have an onerous schedule as Mm. like the Oilers uh, had a very thin schedule early. They have a more condensed second half and final couple of months. So you don't want that either. Um, So it looks like you'll get into the rhythm, the typical rhythm, which is to play every other day with maybe an extra travel day if you're going across the country or something like that. So 
Uh, here we are into the final 28 games of the season, mm-hmm. and it's starting to feel like it, especially when you have the games closer and closer together and you're looking around the standings, you're seeing, all right, what happened? Vancouver loses to Winnipeg today 4-2. The Kings come from behind, beat Boston 5-4 in overtime. The Oilers defeat the Dallas Stars 4-3 in overtime. And you're looking at the Western Conference standings, you don't want these games to go to overtime. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you don't want three-point games because it's bad enough for Edmonton to get two, but you don't want Dallas to get one. You don't want Vancouver to get one or two. Um, that was a regulation game, though, Winnipeg winning 4-2, to two, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. it's fun to look around the league and see where the standings are. And for the Knights, uh, they do have a couple of games in hand on the Canucks, but but um, they've got to take advantage of that if they have hopes on getting back in the race for the top spot in the division. Because right now the Vancouver Canucks not only are tops in the Pacific, tops in the West, they are number one in the entire National Hockey League, and they've got a four-point edge on the next best team, the Florida Panthers, even after Vancouver lost today. All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Monday and San Jose? Yeah, day game. Get ready early. Don't forget to tune in at noon so we can hear the pregame show with Ryan. That'll be fun on Monday afternoon, President's Day. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat on Monday. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 3-1 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. We're back with more on the VGK postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The Golden Knights scored in the first period tonight, so make sure you have the McDonald's app downloaded to redeem your free French fries of any size at your local McDonald's tomorrow. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 3-1 to to the Carolina Hurricanes. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Still no Jack Eichel. Still no Shea Theodore, though it feels like Theodore is getting closer and closer. Didn't play today, but perhaps <clears throat> early next week, Maybe even on Monday, Shea Theodore becomes an option for the Golden Knights, and if that's the case, then you you have to feel like things are going to fall into place a little bit more for this team. Offensively, defensively, it's just a player you need in your lineup night in and night out, and the way that Theodore was playing this year, he, he was absolutely driving things for the Golden Knights from the back end. So we'll keep an eye on that as we turn our attention to Monday and and the San Jose Sharks. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and the best chance came early for the Carolina Hurricanes as Jordan Martinook set up Seth Jarvis, but Aiden Hill shut the door. Two on one now for the Canes. (coughs) Spinorama saved by Hill. Wow. Lunging to his left. So big save there from Aiden Hill, which opened up the door for the Golden Knights to take the lead. And nobody has been hotter than Jonathan Marcheseau over the last 12 games as he kept it going early tonight with his 28th goal of the year. Knights reach in. It's Watt to poke it out. Maybe a two-on-one. Watt with Barmashev across the line. Watt right circle. Watt floats it. Barmashev denied. Rebound side of the goal. Trickling. And now they score! Jonathan Marcheseau follows up. And the Knights take a one nothing lead. 
Jonathan Marcheseau from Nick Waugh and Ivan Barbashev. 10-15 of the first period made it one to nothing. Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that one nothing lead into the second period, but the Hurricanes got to their game early in the second and tied the game on a fantastic play from Andrei Svechnikov. Carolina clears at the near side. To neutralize, they come and slave it. Taps it along. Svechnikov gets through and shoots. He scores. Svechnikov, a backhander to tie it up. 12th goal of the year for Andrei Svechnikov from Seth Jarvis and Brett Pesci. 121 of the second period tied the game at one. So we'd head to the third period. And the Golden Knights started the third period on the power play. But the Hurricanes broke the tie as Seth Jarvis scored the shorthanded goal. Carolina clears, it gets through Miramanov, look out, shorthanded chance, Jarvis stumbles in to the goal, he scores! Seth Jarvis, ninth shorthanded goal of the season for Carolina, and they take a 2-1 lead, 19 seconds into the third. 18th goal of the year, fourth Seth Jarvis, a shorthanded goal from Jordan Stahl and Brady Shea. 19 seconds into the third period, made it 2-1 to one Carolina. The Hurricanes added to their lead six minutes later as Stefan Nason scored his 12th goal of the year. Natchez across the Vegas line. Pass got tipped to the middle and the shot fought off by Hill. Hits the crossbar, then it's put into the goal. Out in front, Stefan Nason was there. And he'll get credit for his 12th. And it's a 3-1 Carolina lead. Stefan Nason from Jesperi Kokaniemi and Martin T. Natchez. 6-19 of the third period made it 3-1 Carolina. The Golden Knights would pull Aiden Hill late to try to find the next goal of the game. But all that was left in this one was the final call. But the clock runs out here. And the Knights suffer two losses in consecutive home games. 3-1 the final. Carolina wins this game. The Vegas Golden Knights drop this one 3-1 to one to the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy. If he knocks it directly into the net um, and it sticks over the crossbar, then it's then we would challenge because that wouldn't be a good goal. And they would review that, and that's why they review it. The fact that he knocked it down back into play and then into the net made it a good goal. So the only way he could challenge is if the puck was over his, if he felt it was over his shoulders. And... Uh, uh, we didn't feel it was over his shoulder when he initially knocked it down. That would be a missed stoppage. Um, so that's how we saw it. With Jesse and Danny. Jesse Granger with The Athletic. It seemed like in the first period you were in front of the net, in front of their net a lot, getting chances, and then it kind of just disappeared as the game went on. Was that an adjustment by them? No, that's how you beat Carolina, I believe, is you get to the interior ice, get to the front of the net. I think they're a, they check well there. A big D, but I think you can get there. And it's, we showed in the first period. And in the past with them, my experience is you can hang around there and get some second chances. And we did. Unfortunately, we didn't finish any. Uh, but as the game went on, we weren't there enough and didn't get there as frequently. So obviously, give them credit. You know, they're they obviously doing something to not allow pucks to get there. Or their goalie controlled the rebounds better. You know, he could probably say two or three things. And a little bit on us not to take shots, right? I thought we over-respected their goaltender after the first period, not just throw some stuff in there with people driving there with the mindset of, yes, uh, if we arrive on time, we'll get some second chances. And um, and sometimes we were off net, you know, trying to do that as well. Like we had a few situations in the second period. We didn't, we didn't hit the net to allow ourselves for the rebound situation. But certainly a credit to him in the first period, I thought we were much better, uh, the better team, and we could have extended our lead. But... Um, 
you know, back-to-back -back games for them on the road. He did his job for their team. I thought very well. You know, kept them, kept them till the, in the game till they found their legs, and they obviously eventually found them. Who, Danny? Then Adam. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. You look at the last two third periods. Is there any common denominator to that, or is it just a matter? Yeah, we got outplayed um, and gave up. I, I thought easy goals. Um, obviously, we're on the power play. We don't do a good job at the blue line trying to keep a puck alive, and and then it's kind of a one on three. That I don't feel that puck should ever got in the net. That's one we need to stop on. We didn't get it. Um, the one after that, we, we lost our gap. They made a good play, beat us to the front of the net. Um, that was a credit to them for hanging around the front of the net to get that, knock it out of the air and get the second chance where we didn't clear out. But the first one, uh, you know, I thought stung, especially us. Our power play has not been producing for us. Our first power play tonight had some good looks around the front of the net, didn't convert. Um, the second one, you know, the opportunity to take a lead and it goes the other way. So that one was... Um, turning point in the game for me. Adam Hill, Las Vegas Review Journal. You mentioned you didn't like that, the short end of goal, but how deflating do you think it was for the team just having that opportunity to take the lead there, knowing that in the in the locker room, probably talking about it the whole time and then having them score <coughs> the other way? Well, that's, that's, that's hockey games, right? Good teams, they take advantage of opportunities, right? There's always a few turns. When two good teams play, usually if they're on their game, in which I thought both teams were for the most part. I thought we were better early, and we should be. We're at home and waiting for them. And the second period, they got to their game better. Now, I also think they got another fortunate break. Marty, you know, loses an edge. Um, you know, they, they took advantage of it, right? That's kind of a nothing play. And unfortunately, like I said, he caught a rut in the ice or something happened, and they, they, they get back in the game, which gives them life. But um, the power play could have could have helped us there, and obviously it didn't. And um, like I said, once once they got that, now they're thinking, now they're smelling blood a little bit, and did a good job. The rest of the way, uh, keeping us at bay. <clears throat> Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 3-1 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. We're back with more on the BGK Post Game Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. It's VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 3-1 to the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas 31-17-6. 68 points on the year next in action Monday, 1 o'clock, against the San Jose Sharks up in San Jose. Take a look at the standings right now. I, probably not great for most people, but here's the deal. This is where you're at. The Golden Knights have two games in hand on the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver is up 12 points in the standings. 12 points in the standings. 80 points for the Vancouver Canucks, 68 points for the Vegas Golden Knights, 65 points for the Edmonton Oilers. And here's where it gets really interesting. The LA Kings, who have won four out of their last five games, all of a sudden, LA kind of back in the conversation here. LA's got a couple of games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. Edmonton has three games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights, and it really highlights how important it was for the Golden Knights in this stretch where they only had four games in two weeks. They've only played four games in the last 21 days, so three weeks, four games. It was important to bank points. It was important to find ways to win. And I think that's probably the most disappointing aspect of really the last two games, Minnesota and I'm going to lump this one in, 
Carolina, and you heard Bruce Cassidy talk about talk about it, right? Like the question was common denominator in the last two home games in which the Golden Knights opened the scoring early on, in which the Golden Knights have a tie game going into the third period, in which the Golden Knights have power play opportunities early on in the third period to kind of swing the balance in their favor. And against Minnesota, it's wide open net for Jonathan Marsh, so he misses it. You can't you can't gripe too much because it's Marsh so and because he has been so good recently, eleven goals in his last twelve games. But then it's just kind of the, the lack of detail, the inability to manage the puck, to manage the game. All of a sudden Minnesota scores two quick goals and you're behind the eight ball. That's what happened on Monday. And it's very similar here, only this breakdown happened earlier on in the period. Earlier on in the third. 19 seconds in to be exact. The Golden Knights have a power play opportunity. And, and credit Vegas for being disciplined in this game. We talked about how impactful Carolina Hurricanes' power play can be. They're the second best power play unit in the game. But they can also score shorthanded goals. And I feel like the Golden Knights just a little bit too lackadaisical on that power play to start the third period. It ends up in the back of their net. Bruce Cassidy not happy with that goal whatsoever. But again, the Golden Knights in that moment, right, it's 2-1. to one. It, It's not insurmountable. You've got to find a way to flush that and get right back to your game. It didn't happen. Vegas turned pucks over, didn't manage the puck well. All of a sudden, now it's a two-goal lead for the Carolina Hurricanes. And the way that Carolina defends when they're on top of their game, and I'd say they were probably 75-80% there on their game tonight. It's really hard to score. Now, like their team save percentage is bad. But generally speaking, when this team defends and defends well, you really have to work for your opportunities. I thought the Golden Knights had great chances early on in the first period. Vegas probably should have left that first period with a two- or three-goal lead. Couldn't bury them. And so when you look at those aspects, you, you take the positives if you can. Simply looking at the chances that they generated, the fact that they were able to get to the middle of the ice, it was a great first period. Hockey games are 60 minutes. And as Bruce Cassidy mentioned in his post-game press conference, the Golden Knights did a really good job getting to the middle of the ice in the first period, and then the Carolina Hurricanes took it away. So if you can't score in those spots when you're getting the looks that you want, it's going to be harder and harder and harder as the game goes on. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Post Game Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Back to the Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up on the VGK post game show, the Golden Knights fall 3 1 of the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas 31, 17 and 6, 68 points on the year next in action Monday. 1 o'clock starts against the San Jose Sharks. That means it's a noon pregame show. That'll be fun. Early start. Can't complain. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. For the Golden Knights, it's you know pretty 
much what we saw on Monday night, right? Like it was a good start for Vegas. They were able to score early. They they were able to take an early lead. Missed opportunities, though. There were chances, certainly plenty of chances for the Golden Knights to extend their lead in the first period. They got to the middle of the ice. They did what they wanted to do. They were just unable to find that next goal in this game. Then Carolina, they find their legs. They get themselves into it, back into it anyway. In the second period, great play from Andre Svechnikov. And then the Golden Knights have a power play to start the third period. You're thinking, okay, if you can find a way to make a play, here's where you take the game over. It's a shorthanded goal. It's a backbreaker. There's no other way around it. That shorthanded goal deflated the Vegas Golden Knights. They started to press for offense a little bit more. They abandoned puck management a little bit more. It opened up the opportunity for the Carolina Hurricanes to extend their lead, and they did opportunistic, give them full marks. And for the Golden Knights, it's another game that gets away from them in the third period. A winnable game that gets away from them in the third period. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-1 to the final. The Carolina Hurricanes defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas 31, 17-6, 68 points on the year. Second place in the Pacific Division, but we'll kind of dig into that in a little bit. 702-876-1340, that's the number. 702-876-1340. It's another game that was there for the taking in the third period for the Vegas Golden Knights. Another game in which the Golden Knights have a power play early on in the third period, and they're just unable to bring that momentum where it needs to be. Special teams matter. They just do. And you know, I, I'm seeing comments come through, and, and I, I want to hear from you. If you're of the mind that we need more opinions, more callers on this postgame show, I can't call myself. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Pick up the phone right now. Call in. If you're upset, about this game, pick up the phone, call in. If you think that Vegas played a really strong game, I'd make the argument 20-ish minutes or so, call in to your post-game show. We have lines open right now. So I don't want to hear, I couldn't get through. You can get through right now. 702-876-1340, you don't have an excuse. You look at this game and... It can be frustrating specifically because of the chances Vegas had in the first period. It can be frustrating because they were unable to wrestle momentum in the third period. 
I think that's the part that, that bothers me the most. It's another game where you have an opportunity on the power play and you just can't find it. Winnable games, points slip through your fingers. 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, we didn't play 60 good minutes. You can say that without any fear of confrontation, that's for sure. We did play some pockets of minutes that were good, but that's not good enough against a team that you'd like to meet in June. I mean, you'd sure like to, but you can't do it that way. And uh, that's two in a row that we have played poorly for a total game of uh, 60 minutes. So what do you do? Uh, For one thing, the game was sort of like, and it happens in every professional sport, in football, a team will drive 85 yards, get a first and goal on the three early in the game, and then somebody will commit a holding penalty, and they settle for a field goal, and the whole game goes down the, the drain. This is kind of what happened here. We looked great early, and then we lost our momentum and couldn't get it back. So now you have to wonder, because I, I sit there and I watch us, work on that power play over and over and over again. And what's all we seem to do, you know, there are practices where that is half the practice is working sure, on the sure, sure, power sure, sure. play. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so you can't say we don't practice it because we do. Uh, but the problem is we don't succeed. And when it comes to game time, there's no success with the power play lately. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there never has been or never will be. Sure. Sure. Mike, Mike, uh, Thanks for the call. I, you want to talk about power play? You need Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore back. I, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I, the fact of the matter is, you can practice it all day long. You've got to find a way to execute during the game. There's enough talent for the Golden Knights to be able to execute at a higher level. Though all the goals that they have scored since Jack Eichel went out of the lineup has come from their second unit. But by and large, if you're looking at how do the Golden Knights get to a point where they can push top 10 in the league with their power play, with their man advantage, you need your quarterback on the on the power play in Shea Theodore back. Frankly, you need it. And you need Jack Eichel and a willingness to shoot the puck from the elbows. That's what you need. You don't have either one of those options yet, but it looks like Shea Theodore is getting closer. That's, that's my take on the power play, I, you know. That's what I think the Golden Knights need there. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Tim. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Hey, Tim, can you hear me? Hey, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Well, I'm not doing too bad. It was a great first period. Loved it. <clears throat> yep. Uh, but then it seemed like whether it was Carolina the took all the wind out of our sails or what, but it seemed like we were like always a step behind the play. And, uh, and even in the, uh, even in the passing lanes and, and moving the puck forward, we just weren't there. We were behind all the time, floundering, looking for the puck amongst our feet. It was actually kind of embarrassing by the end of the third period. I mean, I, I think embarrassing is maybe a, a bit strong. You have to give credit to Carolina. No, like, they they play a really really strong man to man defense and they can force a lot of those those plays that seem automatic to to you know look 
pretty pedestrian. I, I, I give Carolina a lot of credit. Vegas got to the inside, as you mentioned, and thanks, Tim, for the call. Um, Vegas got to the inside early on. First period, they had plenty of chances, really good looks, um, and Carolina slowly just started taking that away. And you're not going to score if you can't get to the inside, and I think that's really what ended up uh, being the issue for the Golden Knights, certainly in the second and third periods. Let's go back out of the phone. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Jack. Hey, Jack, how you doing? Hey there. What's going on? Hey, um, just wanted to comment a little bit about, uh, you know, I know some, you know, some people at the game were, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, I think a little overly critical about about the team. I mean, the, the shorthanded goal was brutal, especially coming out of the, you know, you're, you're coming out of intermission, but... Yeah. I, I just think this is one of those games where you know I, I don't think enough is made about the fact that if if Carolina gets good goaltending, that's they're to me they're a top five six team in the league, and when you know it at some point you just have to accept when you're when you're missing so many key elements out there, you know you're walking a very fine edge to be able to to beat a team like that again when you know when they their their goalie plays that well in the first period, and I think once they kind of dodged a bullet they kind of carried the play uh, for the you know for the good part of the second third period yeah jack i i'm right there with you um i, I look at and thanks for the call I, I look at the carolina hurricanes as potentially the best team in the eastern conference like florida's been amazing they've been amazing boston has been a great story too but you're right on the money like if carolina gets like above average goaltending or even average goaltending, they're probably a team that you look at as the second best or best team in the Eastern Conference. So it's not as though the Golden Knights had this type of performance against, you know, a, a team that's not in a playoff position, let alone a team that, that is probably pushing closer and closer to their potential as one of the best in the East. So I'm with you there. Uh, but again, it's it's not to say the Golden Knights didn't do enough or didn't have enough opportunities in this game. To win this one, again, a winnable game in the third period, that to me is, I, I think, the aspect that, that kind of is stings the most. 702-876-1340, that's the number. We're taking more of your phone calls next on the Extended Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-1 to the final. The Carolina Hurricanes defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas next in action Monday, 1 o'clock. Up in San Jose against the Sharks. It's a noon pregame show. I'm sure I'll have coffee or caffeine or uh, energy drink. I don't know. I'll be ready to go. I'm telling you right now. 702-876-1340. Again. If you want more opinions, more thoughts on this post-game show, which coincidentally is your post-game show, if you're listening, it belongs to you. Not me. It belongs to you. 702-876-1340. There are lines open. You can also hit us on the text line. Let me tell you right now, going through some of the texts, it's no wonder that we're not getting calls. Because like, I, I wonder if some of the texts that I'm seeing if you'd actually pick up the phone and say this on the air. 
challenge. 702-876-1340. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Karen. Hey, Karen, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing really well. I was going to say great, but I was at the game tonight. Sure. And they did not come to play, I swear. If it wasn't for Marshy's first goal, we wouldn't have even appeared. I'm sorry, but they didn't look like the Knights. I, I'll push back on that, Karen. I thought they played really well in the first period. Like I, I wouldn't uh, say they didn't come to play. I, I think they had four or five really quality chances. Obviously, the Marcheseau goal is, is one that goes in, but you know it was Wah to Barbashev. He just shoots that one wide, and then Wah extends the play. Marcheseau crashes yeah. the net. A lot of what they were able to do was in tight. There was a great opportunity for Barbashev from Wah on the power play, right in the slot, right where you want to get shots from. It was just a, a great defensive play from Brady Shea. I'll tell you, I thought Vegas was phenomenal in the first 20 minutes of this game. I, I wouldn't make, I wouldn't say they didn't come to play. I just don't think that they were able to be opportunistic enough to win this game in the first period. You needed to step on the the gas. You needed to. You know, find that next goal, extend the lead. And thanks, Karen, for the call. Um, but certainly as the game wore on and Carolina took the middle of the ice away, I don't think the Golden Knights did enough to get there. Right? Like, it's one thing to start well. It's one thing to have a strong opening 20 minutes. But it's another thing to not be discouraged by not finding the back of the net and continuing to play that same way. I don't think Vegas did, but I'm also going to give some credit to Carolina because they took the middle of the ice away and the Golden Knights just weren't able to get back there. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Uh, doing well. Disappointed in the loss, but uh, I can't say I'm surprised. Hmm. And, what I, and I only mean that because uh, I have so much respect for Carolina. They're, they're similar in Vegas where they've kept the same core plus – even players beyond that in the third fourth, they've kept their same team mm-hmm. together for the last four or five years, and they've just been knocking and knocking, and they can't get over the hump. And I, you know, this could this could be their year, but they're they're in such a tough division, tough conference. But you know, Carolina is a really really tough team, and I do enjoy watching them play when they're not facing us. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> excuse me, they're well coached. And they play to an identity better than most teams in the league. I think if I'm looking at Carolina, I think that's their superpower. Like, they know who they are, and they play to that more often than not. And they're just so familiar. Like, their lines have been the same for three three years. They just have, they have the same chemistry that, that, that we like when, we have, when we're healthy on the ice. So um, I'm just looking forward to getting healthy. I don't think it's. Any bit of a panic. Uh, I just think the division, how it stands right now, I mean, I'm not going out on a limb by saying that I think Vancouver is probably going to hang on and win the division race. Mm-hmm. You know, crazier things have happened. But, you know, I, I don't see whether whether Edmonton has home ice or we do. It, it looks pretty, you know, with 30 games left in the regular season, it looks pretty uh, certain that that's going to be our first round defend the cup matchup. Mm. Yeah, thanks for the call, Sal. I, it feels that way to me, too. Now, L.A.'s become a little bit more interesting since moving on from Todd McClellan. They've, they've kind of started to turn a corner a little bit. 
I'm not saying LA's back by any stretch, and I still think the Vegas Golden Knights, once they get healthier, they're going to be able to to string together some wins here. But it does feel like Vegas-Edmonton is almost inevitable at this point. So got to get your game in order. Like that That's mission objective number one for the Golden Knights. Make the playoffs, get your game in order, and gear up for whoever you get. Most likely right now it's, it's Edmonton, but gear up for whoever you get in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I'm going to check out a couple of texts here uh, from Richard. It says, not good enough, starting to think we might be selling at the deadline. I, I don't see that as a scenario, Richard. I, I think that this team remains steadfast in their belief that they can repeat as champions. And listen, I'm not drawing a direct comparison right now to the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning. But here's something that I feel like we need to sit with a little bit. It is not easy to repeat in this league. It's not easy to be first place in a division and win back-to-back division titles. It's not easy being at the top of your division or the top of your conference for one year, let alone two or three or four. I just think that we have to pump the brakes a little bit on where we expect the Golden Knights will finish. Yeah, you'd like them to have home ice advantage. That'd be great. It worked out well last year for Vegas. But when you look at Tampa, they went to not one, not two, but three straight Stanley Cup finals. After winning their first Stanley Cup, they finished third in their division the next two years. And you know what that didn't do? It didn't hinder them from getting back to a Stanley Cup final. So much emphasis is put on where this team may or may not finish in the regular season. I'm not necessarily interested in that right now. So long as you make the playoffs. So long as the Golden Knights qualify for the tournament. So long as they are in the dance. So long as they are one of 16 and have the chance to defend their championship in that tournament. That's all I care about. From there, this team when healthy, has shown an ability to win hockey games, to win series, to outmatch and outman their opponent. Just because it's not looking like they're going to catch Vancouver, just because it feels a little uncomfortable. Look at the last repeat champion. Look at the last team that was able to do it, and look at where they finished in the regular season. That's all I'm saying. Don't get too hung up on where this team is over 82 games so long as they are actually in the playoffs. It's all that matters. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne, how you doing? Hi, Ryan. You just said it right there in the end. As long as we make the playoffs and our guys have been holding together and they just have to maybe hold together a little longer, you know, before we get shaky at our back. And then mm-hmm. hopefully I go, but when – they're great right now, really. It's just you can't expect them to be like they were with everybody in, you know. So yeah. people just need to stay positive and 
with scraps. <laughs> Love you know? it, Marianne. Thank you so much for the call. Always the beacon of hope and positivity that we need more of on the Sports Talk Radio airwaves. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-1 the final. The Carolina Hurricanes defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas 31-17-6, and 68 points on the year. Next in action Monday, 1 o'clock against the San Jose Sharks. And for the Golden Knights, they're not going to have to sit in this one for a while. they get right back at it. And then it's a sprint to the finish. 28 games remain for the Vegas Golden Knights. 28 games between now and the end of the regular season. Now and the beginning of the playoffs. And for the Golden Knights, getting into a rhythm, it's going to be incredibly important. So we'll see how they do. Next week, you got four games in seven days. It's going to be a challenge, but I think for the Golden Knights, getting back into that type of situation should help them from an execution standpoint and really get them ready to go get their game in order for the postseason. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Postgame Show. Thanks to James Davis down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to you, our listeners and our callers and our texters. It is your postgame show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Monday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.